Welcome to Grain Talk, a podcast by Grain Farmers of Ontario. I'm Rachel Telford. And I'm Megan Wright. The Grain Talk podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. In this episode of Grain Talk, we will speak with Mel Rieke, Grain Farmers of Ontario's Manager of Member Relations, as part of our continuing series celebrating the 10th anniversary of Grain Farmers of Ontario. We will also get an update from Marcus Hurl, the Chair of Grain Farmers of Ontario. First, a Grain Talk News Update. On July 1st, the Canada-United States-Mexico Agreement, known as CUSMA here and called the USMCA in America, will come into force. As part of the new free trade agreement, changes will be occurring to the Canadian Grains Act that will allow all U.S. grain delivered by farmers to now receive an official Canadian Grain Commission grade if delivered to the Commission's licensed facilities. Previously, U.S. grain would automatically receive a grade of feed. This was a significant part of the negotiations for the new free trade agreement as Americans felt they were being put in an unfair trading situation. At first, this was primarily focused on U.S. wheat. However, an unintended consequence of the negotiations was that this rule was expanded to include all crops. To ensure the integrity and equality of Canadian grain, the Grain Commission has implemented a declaration requirement for all Canadian and U.S. grain delivered by farmers to their licensed facilities to ensure registered varieties are being delivered. Grain Farmers of Ontario worked with Cereals Canada, the Quebec Grain Producers, and the Atlantic Grains Council to advocate for an exemption of the declaration for Eastern Canada. As a result, it has been delayed by one year for Eastern Canada until July 1, 2021. Grain Farmers of Ontario has launched the second phase of its awareness campaign targeted at the federal government. We want the federal government to support grain farmers by restoring agri-stability to 85% with no reference margin limits, to increase agri-invest accounts to 5% of net sales, and for the provincial and federal governments to fully fund the RMP program. Our second ad, now being seen on social media, focuses on a few key points. To remind the federal government that we are not going to stop until they support farmers, recognizing Premier Doug Ford's commitment to supporting farmers and publicly holding him to that support, and to ensure that the government knows that the issues facing grain farmers are real and valid. For more information about the campaign, go to gfo.ca and read the answers to our frequently asked questions. You can watch the new ad at grainfarmers.ca. Grain Farmers of Ontario has posted a new webinar focusing on nitrogen management in corn. Ben Rosser, corn specialist with the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs, and Joshua Naselski, assistant professor at the University of Guelph, discuss the right rate of nitrogen to apply to your field to get the best response and sampling your soil for nitrogen levels. You can watch the webinar at gfo.ca slash grain talk. And now here's my conversation with Mel Rieke. The top priority for grain farmers of Ontario is to provide support for our farmer members the 28,000 barley, corn, oat, soybean, and wheat farmers in the province. Joining me on the Grain Talk podcast today is Mel Rieke, the Manager of Member Relations. Welcome to the podcast, Mel. Hello, thank you for having me. 
We've invited Mel onto the podcast as part of our year-long 10th anniversary series, where we are looking back at the past decade and the role that each department has played since Grain Farmers of Ontario was officially formed in 2010. But before we get into that retrospective, I think we should start our discussion talking about what member relations does. So Mel, for those that don't know, what is your role within the broader organization? So with member relations at GFO, we engage and communicate with our delegates and farmer members. We support their needs and work to increase participation within the organization. We're always looking to connect and understand what's happening with our farmer members. So what's currently happening with member relations? Right now we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So how has that impacted your ability to connect with farmers? The COVID pandemic has really affected the member relations ability to connect with our farmer members. Currently, there's no farm visits or industry events um, happening. Therefore, it's reducing our in-person delegate and farmer member connections and our face-to-face candid communication. Um, We've been adapting and doing the best that we can from our homes uh, while connecting with our delegates virtually. We've been providing email updates to our members and we've hosted a few district meetings by way of Zoom. Um, They've proven successful. Um, as it allows our delegates, um, they can still share their feedback and opinions with a form of personal connection. So technology is really, really helping you then during the situation in terms of being able to connect with people. Yes, technology is the only way we've been able to connect with people. So um, all the virtual meetings, um, we've been hosting virtual meetings. Um, we've been reaching out through email, um, podcasts, etc., and on our social media channels to keep everybody up to date on what's been happening at GFO. It really still is business as usual for our farmer members. Seed has still gone in the ground. Uh, They're looking forward to wheat harvest, um, marketing their crop come fall. Um, But I am still getting regular inquiries. um, And people are wondering what Grain Farmers of Ontario is doing to help the farmer out during these uncertain times. So what has been your answer when farmer members have asked that question? What is Grain Farmers of Ontario doing on their behalf? So really right now, um, it has been business as usual for us as well. Uh, We're not allowed to be in the office right now because of public health um, restrictions, but we are continuing to work from our homes the best to our abilities. Uh, We've been connecting virtually um, and still working as a unified team. Um, Our focus is still on our farmer members and what their needs are. Um, We've been going to government with concerns and still lobbying on your behalf. Uh, we're still reaching out to the consumer side on our f- social network programs. Um, on the human resources side, we've continued um, to outline the importance of mental health. So farmer members can look to our website at gfo.ca uh, for additional mental health support. As well, our farmer members can turn to the GFO website um, for any of their human resource needs. Um, it talks about compliance or health and safety. Um, It can talk about succession planning, recruitment, selection, and retention. Um, If you have employees or members of the family that work on the farm, there's a lot of important resources there that you can turn to. Now, we're all hoping that COVID-19 is going to go away sometime soon. Uh, And so obviously, we're, we're working on plans for the year ahead in the hopes that we can offer some of our traditional programming. What are you working on? So as we move into the 2021 fiscal year, um, we're looking at hosting the biannual Women's Grain Symposium this coming November. Uh, We're going to host it November 25th and 26th at the Delta in Guelph. 
currently, we've secured the date and location, but given these uncertain times, we're following the public health recommendations as we proceed with planning. So further details are yet to come, but November 25th and 26th will be some form of our, some form of our Women's Grand Symposium. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation about what that symposium is about and what it what its goal is? So the biggest um, goal for the Women's Grain Symposium is to engage our uh, female farmer members. Uh, we hosted a day and a half meeting where we have an interactive uh, setting um, and we discuss current topics, um, current events and whatnot, um, but it, it really sets a platform for our farmer members. Um, so as well, Grains in Action will continue. Um, we're looking to host late January or early February for next year. Um, and details will be coming out in the next few months. Greens in Action is a popular program that we've run for a, a number of years, actually. Um, can you give us a bit of description about what that program is? So the Greens in Action is a highly sought after program for our young grain farmers in Ontario. Uh, through the Greens in Action program, we engage our younger farmers on a four-day educational tour of the broader grain industry throughout the province. Uh, we share information about how to get involved with GFO. We hear from our industry partner representatives and researchers, and we tour several end-use facilities, including ADM Windsor, Hiram Walker, and P&H Milling, to name a few. Perhaps most importantly, though, we provide the platform for networking amongst peers. So the success of the Grains in Action program can be measured by the number of participants that have gone on to become involved with GFO as delegates and committee members. Now, obviously, that's a, a big part of our history of Grain Farmers of Ontario. And as I mentioned earlier, throughout the year, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of Grain Farmers of Ontario. Neither of us have been here since the beginning in 2010. But um, when did you start as the manager of member relations and, and why did you want to take on the role? So having just moved back to Ontario after 15 years at West, I started with Grain Farmers of Ontario in February of 2019. Uh, a large part of the draw for me to the position was dealing with our farmer members. I enjoy the interaction and in turn do what we can as an organization to help them succeed. Prior to me accepting the position with Grain Farmers of Ontario, uh, there were a number of people who brought a lot of value to the role. Um, starting off was Val Gavesi, um, followed by Steve McCabe. And then immediately after Steve McCabe, Scott Mackey uh, filled in until I started in February of 2019. Obviously, this, the past couple of months have been a bit different with, with the pandemic, but how did your first year go as uh, the member relations manager? Was, was there anything that was surprising to you or anything that you particularly enjoyed? I really enjoyed the annual district meetings. Uh, I covered 10 of the 15 meetings within a two and a half week span. Um, and what I... What I take out of those meetings is um, the world is run by those who show up. And we had a lot of farmer members show up to those meetings. Um, we had uh, a great engagement. Um, people brought their concerns. They shared um, what they liked we were doing, what we didn't like. Um, and it's just, it's just a great platform for us to learn from our members on how they want us to proceed as an organization. The formation of Grain Farmers of Ontario was member-driven from the corn, soybean, and wheat legacy organizations. How has member relations continued to foster that strong relationship between the organization and its farmer members, I guess, outside of the district meetings that you've just mentioned? So since inception, our farmer members have been the core at everything that we do. Uh, their issues and concerns and priorities are ours. 
So we focused on connecting with our farmer members to be sure that we hear and understand what their needs are and what's important to them. So our goal has been to create an active and informed farmer member community. We want our members to know that they have a voice that will be heard. And we encourage our members um, to reach out whether you have 200 or 2,000 acres, all of our 28,000 members have a voice within our organization. What have been some of the key concerns or, or needs of farmer members that Member Relations has addressed over the past decade? I know there's been a lot of, of different issues that have come up, but are there any, I guess, standout ones that uh, you, you think are, are worth mentioning? So I can speak most recently to that. Um, but each year brings its own unique set of challenges, whether it's the weather, uh, market disruptions, or government relations. Over the years, uh, member relations has listened to the needs of our producers and turns that into support for other departments. So whether it's research, government relations, or the market development, um, we help bring the necessary tools and programs forward to our members to aid in their success. Um, Recently, uh, for example, during the dawn crisis in the fall of 2018, member relations fielded the farmer member calls, um, voicing their concerns and frustrations. We were able to take that feedback and work towards getting improved government support, new markets for our corn, and better testing protocols for the industry. What will be the role of member relations during the next 10 years? As we move into the next 10 years of GFO, our farmer members will continue to be at the heart of everything that we do. We'll focus on programs that provide value, uh, educate, and respond to the needs identified by our farmer members. To remain relevant, we have to be willing to adapt to the changing needs of our members. Uh, staying connected is important, and we encourage our farmer members to reach out and have a chat or send an email with their questions, ideas, and or their concerns. And so how can farmers uh, connect with you if they do have an issue that they want to bring up? So Member Relations is pleased to be able to represent Grain Farmers of Ontario at various industry events. We're at open houses and farm tours. Um, but having said that, my proverbial door is always open. I can be reached by phone at 226-979-5581 or anytime via email at mreekie at gfo.ca. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us on the Green Talk podcast today, Mel. Thanks, Rachel. It was my pleasure. Joining me today, I have our chair, Marcus Hurl. How are you, Marcus? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. You got all your planting in and finished? Yes, it's all completed. Some, well, a couple of acres have to be replanted, but. Uh... Anyways, it's the weather conditions and uh, some of the initial onset of cold weather that we had come through Ontario that uh, somewhat put a break on certain crops of not emerging out the right way. Still, I think, better than last year, hopefully. You don't have to worry about all that rain. Yes, it is. That's a plus. Good that everything's in by now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think everybody, everybody's in full swing of spraying their crops. So let's hope that the weed control works good, too. Yeah, let's hope. So uh, things are looking good in the fields and things in the rest of the world are starting to get back to normal with most areas of the province reopening and moving into stage two. So how are things looking for the grain industry? Have supply chains mostly normalized again? Supply chains in a general sense of speaking are still bogged down in some movement of grains. Uh, 
let's say uh, all the commodities we required for the spring time period, I think work quite well, especially around fertilizer and uh, crop inputs flowed uh, significantly in a better fashion than anticipated with the whole COVID crisis on the go. Now on the uh, commodities like corn, soybeans, wheat, oats and barley are uh, getting it to the marketplace. There are still certain backlogs uh, that have to be worked through. Uh, I believe that there is even still contracts that I heard that are still deferred to later months. So uh, until that's being worked out, because the ethanol industry is still not working any higher than it was uh, a few weeks ago, it still seems to be in that 50-60% range of its capacity. And uh, yes, there might be a few more cars on the road, but uh, now the next challenge will be we might be flooded with uh, cheap ethanol coming out of the U.S. that uh, we're going to have to compete against that one. That's going to be the next uh, phase of our impact to the industry. I see. Okay. Well, so speaking of, I guess this leads into our next topic, speaking of competing with the U.S., uh, we've been running our uh, business risk management campaign over the past uh, couple months. And so last week we released uh, the second phase of that campaign with a new edition of our ad um, about the lack of action by the Canadian government to safeguard Canada's food supply. So can you tell everyone a little bit about this new ad, how it's different and why we put it out? Yes. So the uh, the main difference behind the second phase of the ad would be around uh, having Doug Ford being the advocate for us at the federal level. As he has come out and said uh, openly that he will champion the asks towards the feds, we want to put that into a, the framework of outreach to the federal government on showing them that there is actually a, an ally they can work with uh, to achieve the uh, business management asks that we have put forward to them. Now, uh, in the same time frame that uh, we got acknowledgement from Ford that he will champion that, we also heard that the U.S. is actually increasing their um, their COVID relief funding to the U.S. farmer. Well, what that does is actually put another tier of concern of comp competition in place that actually it needs to be addressed by the federal government into being even more urgent now than before to, ad to address all this because that the more that's happening around the compensation to agriculture in other countries, we still don't have the requirements on backstops that will cover us on our herds that we are gonna have. And uh, today I can say to everybody that there is no contract that somebody can make on selling a ton of or bushel of uh, corn that you will actually make some money on it or even just cover your costs. So uh, that whole campaign part number two is actually to get government, uh, keep the pressure on, to get them to acknowledge the need to address the situation. And then can you talk a little bit about, there's some other aspects of the ad. So what else have we been doing um, specifically, specifically with uh, members to get them involved in this? What uh, we've done with the uh, the second part there is uh, 
first of all, like uh, food security is still the highlight of of everything behind the scenes, and uh, the uh, the farmer members uh, should realize that uh, this is actually happening in your backyard and uh, it's impacting you. So what we're still hoping that you as individual members are doing to reach out to your elected officials and keeping the pressure on them to make sure that they actually uh, hear it from individuals like farmers of how this is impacting you on your business and your family and and your concerns of uh, what's happening. So I think it's important that we build on that and uh, keep that um, in a in a way that they are actually hearing us not just from an organization but from a farmer uh, because it has way more power hearing from an elect uh, from a, a person that has the opportunity to put, get somebody into uh, into power and uh, i think that's the uh, the one thing that they're all looking for in ottawa and even uh, in toronto they want to be all re-elected the next time that elections come around. And there's strength in numbers, and it means more hearing one individual's personal story than just a broad message that we put out as an organization. Yes. Thanks so much, Marcus, for giving us that update. Uh, good luck with the rest of the growing season. We'll hear from you again in a few weeks, and hopefully we'll be hearing from the federal government soon. Uh, so thanks so much for taking the time to give us an update and I'll let you get back to work. Thank you very much and have a nice afternoon. Thank you for listening to our Grain Talk podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. For more ways to connect with us, including the latest webinar, market report, and our e-newsletter, go to gfo.ca slash grain talk. A special thank you to our guests this week, Mel Riki and Marcus Hurl. If you like what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, five-star reviews help us grow our audience.